feel the master. I feel we it. Ready. Ready. They ready. Well, come on. We come on. ready. Y'all ready? What? They ready. We going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back on another episode of the charm city sports podcast and i know the ravens flock out there is doing fantastic right now as the ravens have won for the first time at m&t bank stadium in the playoffs since 2012 when they defeated the Indianapolis Colts. So it's been a long time since they've won at the bank in the playoffs. It's been a long time coming too. Um, it was a grinded out win. I shouldn't. I mean, the score doesn't indicate, in my opinion, how close the game was because it definitely was a bit of a a, a bit of a um a sweated out game to say the least. I mean the Ravens defense I thought did a pretty good job throughout most. Second quarter towards the end was when things got hairy, but then they took over in the second half. They got pressure on C.J. Stroud, and the offense started doing the things that worked for them throughout this season and had worked through them on that touchdown drive earlier in the game that finally got you. You know, coming back. I mean, that touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar off a of play action. You know, everyone's thinking it's probably going to be a run to Gus Edwards, or they they've got that obviously um, in the back of their minds because of you know the Ravens' identity. And then you get Aguilar coming around on a on a drag route with a big first down. Um, and then you know, in the in the third, obviously a huge. Huge first drive to go right down the field and Lamar Jackson going 15 yards to the end zone, leading the Ravens down the field after the end of the first half. I'll speak about it in a second once I once I you know get done saying the good things here. Um, I don't know what that was, but that third quarter was what really won the game for the Ravens, in my opinion. You know the ability for Lamar to you know. Get rid of some of those first half demons and those demons that have plagued him in the playoffs, and to be able to go down and and make some place, you know, on a little bootleg run with the option to throw it, and he gives it to Isaiah Likely on a pass that was looks similar, where it was almost intercepted on a slant, and the Texans corner just dropped it, but then and you saw Likely say, you know, motion to Jackson, tell him higher. He wanted the ball higher, and then. Lamar gets it higher the next time down and um uh in the fourth and they and they you know strike for six and then on a little bootleg run to cap it off to make it 31 10 and put the game away so those are good things that we saw today from the offense the bad things the there was way too much pressure on Lamar I mean way too much pressure and and nothing seemed to be developing underneath um but he was hit way too many times in the game as a whole it was surprisingly just five but with the pressure that was being put on I mean Ronnie Stanley was having a rough rough second quarter they got it together again I think they got the ball out faster I mean you know Houston's middle linebackers weren't that great 
um, and they weren't bringing the safeties down and, um, you know, to, to cover likely. So I think that was why Lamar was able to find um, some, you know, open guys underneath. But that's what you've got to do. You've got to adjust. The in-game adjustments have been terrific but between T. Martin and Todd Monken down the stretch in the regular season and today. And obviously, you know, when you're, when you've got these buys and you haven't played um, since, you know, Miami, there's going to be an opportunity here for some rusts. I mean, throughout the offense. I mean, it's, it's, it, it happens. It certainly happens. And I think that, you know, without playing in, in a few weeks, the Ravens offense, they were able to get that, get that done. I mean, um, you know, so that was good. Uh, I'm supposed to be talking about the bad things. Um, but something that I, I didn't like was we couldn't keep our feet. I don't know what it was, but at times I saw Justice Hill, I mean, trying to go, there was one play, I think it was the third and one they were at in Houston territories, the first half, and he had a hole and he trips. Like, keep your feet, dude. I mean, that was going to be a... It looked like it had the ability to be in a big play. Um, another thing was Lamar, when the pressure's coming, just go. I mean, there were times there in that sec, in that at the end of that second quarter when he was getting pressured and holding on to the ball too long. Like, dude, if they're coming, go. You're an elite athlete. Like, you can run. Just go, scamper. I mean, at the very least, get a few yards. But that was something I didn't like. What I also didn't like was, towards the end of the first half, Lamar gets sacked on first and 10. A timeout is called by Harbaugh. Houston has at least two of their timeouts at this point. Instead of saying, okay, let's just go to halftime, run out the clock, or we can no-huddle this thing up and try and get another passing play, they take a timeout, and they allow another play with 24 seconds left, and then Lamar gets sacked, and then Houston calls a timeout on third and forever, and then they just run it to make it fourth and 20. Houston calls their final timeout, which then leads to Stout with the punt, and then luckily he got a deep enough punt to where Houston just you know, pretty much took it to the half but however it's like why give them a more momentum and two put yourself in another opportunity for a punt return touchdown that you saw earlier i knew the second the guy um uh steven sims got it in his hands in midfield when i saw him go to the right i knew he saw something i didn't think it would be six but i had a feeling this was going to be a big return or at least a solid 10 20 yard return to give them good field position and I mean, there you have it, you know, so that's a good segue into the defense. I thought we played lights out. I mean, Granite Houston, all the penalties they committed, I mean, so many penalties. Like, that goes back to coaching right there. I mean, that's a undisciplined team that was, had the moment, I think, a little too big for them, um, in my opinion. Not that I'm knocking Houston at all. I'm not trying to, you know, I think that's a good young team they got there. But, man, there were some big-time, you know, um, shots in the foot there by the Houston Texans. 
The Ravens defense, I thought, did a pretty good job. You know, in that second half, they really got things together. Ronald Darby stepped up big for you without Marlon Humphrey. Um, Brandon Stevens, I thought, did a, an outstanding job today. He's done an outstanding job all year. But specifically today, as Nico Collins had five catches for 68, but he wasn't as big of a factor as last week. Um, the Ravens shut down Devin Singletary. He only had 22 rushing yards. Um, that was a big, big point in the game that I wanted them to really uh, hone in, as you heard me talk about in the preview. No sacks, but C.J. Stroud was harassed. I mean, he had nowhere to go um, in terms of if he wanted to go downfield with the ball. They were blitzing. They brought the rush, um, and they were able to cover the underneath routes and not let him hit up the um, hit up his, his big receivers. Like I said, Nico Collins didn't have much of a... Say in the game, Robert Woods didn't either. Dalton Schultz had some catches, but nothing big. So, you know, it was uh, it, it was good to to say the least. Um, no turnovers for the Ravens um, on either side of the ball, but you know, you won thirty four to ten. I mean, there's not much, not much nitpicking you can do there. Um, but yeah, defensively and and talking some junk out there, Roquan and Patrick Queen letting them know it was going to be a long day, and it was just that Arthur Mollett. Another guy I got a praise. He did a, a good job as well. Um, but, you know, I just think that with this Ravens defense where you can really make a stand on whoever you face next week is making them completely one-dimensional. If you face Kansas City, and obviously whoever it is, we'll talk about it more in the preview show, but you can stop. If you can stop their run game like you did today to Houston and just focus everything on Mahomes and put a little spy with Queen there or Roquan, you can really, really cause some damage, and that can lead you to Las Vegas. If it's Buffalo, same thing. Take away James Cook and account for, you know, stopping Diggs and, and whoever's opposite of him, if it's Davis or Shakir. I mean, it's it's obviously something we're going to talk about um, this upcoming week on Saturday, but I just want to point out there right now, the way the Ravens won, the way the Ravens won today and what they did, that's championship-style football. And the fun they're having in the locker room was great. But let's talk about the MVP. I got to lay some time aside here. Listen, Lamar Jackson could have went one of two ways there at halftime. He could have reverted back into his 2019 self in the playoffs and just like been immature about it and just kind of waited for everyone else to have a voice. He didn't do that. You could see he was pissed off. He was getting after guys. He was getting after his O-lineman. Something happened downfield. He was going up to that receiver saying something. Like, he is locked in. I mean, like, I think he bought into John Harbaugh's philosophy of not getting complacent. Obviously, that's anyone, but, like, you can really see it with this guy because he's preaching it. And I think when you've got someone doing that as a head coach, you got to be pretty proud because that's exactly what Lamar was doing. And he played much better. Sure, his accuracy at times, I mean, there were a few low balls. Like, if he hits Bateman and stride there down the middle, that could have been a bigger play. But, you know, that's something that you got to improve upon next week. Um, But that ball to Isaiah Likely, that was high enough. And that, you know, he hit a few other passes, and he made plays with his legs. He's going to force defenses to account for his legs even more now which is going to open things up. And he's got that Zay Flowers as his huge weapon there 
um, coming across the middle as well. So just wanted to shout out Lamar Jackson, obviously. That's your MVP, ladies and gentlemen. That's the MVP of the National Football League. There is no other conversation right now that I want to hear about. No Patrick Mahomes, no Josh Allens, definitely no Brock Purdy's if you watch what I just saw. Not C.J. Stroud either. Lamar Jackson. The only other name I can give you is Christian McCaffrey. But Lamar is your MVP. But we're not stopping at we're not stopping there. That's not the only hardware we want to be going after, ladies and gentlemen. But on a cold, frigid day, the fan base showed up. They made themselves present. I mean, you could hear it through the TV. They were blaring. Um, it was great. Awesome, awesome atmosphere at the bank. Going to need to pack it again next week. Who you're playing, TBD. But you gotta gotta continue to pack it. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Gonna end this here. Again, we'll be back Saturday previewing next week's game. Again, we're not sure who it's gonna be, but we know th- the very least um, there are some recipes for success that have been planted throughout the season and certainly today. So thanks again everyone for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.